1: Learn more at marines.com.
3: Time to wake up right now. Time to wake up right now. Make sure you brush your teeth. Make sure you brush your teeth. Your breath is terrible. Dum, dum,
4: dum. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Romy. With Rami.
3: And that troll job presented by Jonathan Harrison. That's Jonathan Harrison. J O N.
2: Who does he work
1: for?
3: Judd, by the way, is just as giddy as Jonathan to be trolling
1: right now. No, it's just a great song. I love this song. It's a good song. song.
3: I love this song. Hey, important question for you guys. Mm -hmm. If. The Yankees are Pedro Martinez's daddy. You guys remember that like 20 yeah. years ago? Yeah. Uh, call the Yankees, take my cap and call the Yankees my daddy. If the Yankees are Pedro Martinez's daddy, then what does that make the Yankees in relation to the Twins now after well, that, 13 consecutive posts? That makes Pedro
2: here? Martinez the Twins' grand granddaddy. Granddaddy? Yeah. Because the Yankees are your daddy if you're the Minnesota Twins.
3: Well, no. Then that would mean that, that Pedro Martinez is <laughs> His, our brother. No. grand.
2: I no, thought Pedro, the Yankees are, are his daddy. Oh, P- Yankees are his daddy. Okay, <laughs> I doesn't, got it backwards. It doesn't I got it no, right? so
3: backwards. So we're siblings with Pedro Martinez. Here yeah. Now. <laughs> so, yeah, but yes. this goes back to
2: when, when Pedro
1: was uh, still pitching. So, like, this is now second generation.
2: Of, this of is like this. the second marriage. You're the yeah. second like marriage. The Yankees, kid. Yeah. yeah, the Yankees are a little older, but they yeah. still they're still it's that 50 year old dude who got divorced. He's not firing blanks yet. Has, has a young wife who wants kids, even though he really doesn't. He just doesn't have the heart to tell her. Yeah. And uh, now he's got another kid, even though he's way too old for it. Yeah. And it's the twins. It's the twins. Yeah. 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 yeah they had twins. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm just I'm so confused right now.
3: <laughs> Try to follow along. Perhaps I'm just tired. <laughs> So, I don't know. These little town blues. I'm sorry. I've spent, I've spent, like, I don't know, the last almost 24 hours now just trying to dissect and digest what did we just see? Like, what is, not only what did we just see in the last four days, but what have we seen in the last decade and a half? And it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. There's, There's so many people that are just flat wrong when they say, what do you mean it doesn't make sense? The Yankees are just better. That's not all, but baseball doesn't work like that. The, if the Yankees are better, they win series and that's fine. But there's no such thing as one baseball team being so much better than another good baseball team. By the way, all of these playoff encounters, the twins have been 90 or 100 win teams to the point where you don't beat them ever. I Ever. feel like you're talking to yourself right not, now. I feel like you're trying to possible. assure
1: yourself it could have happened. It's not possible. Like you're waking John. up from the dream and you're like, "That was just a
3: bad dream, right?" I know, but it's like it is impossible. When does the Twin Yankees series start, guys? It is. It's not only is it, it is it impossible in my mind. It is now the longest tied for the longest winless postseason streak in the history of North American team sports. Yeah. So it is impossible. The 1975 to 79 Chicago Blackhawks. Help me process this. Rami, by the way, welcome to Minnesota sports. If you weren't already indoctrined in your first nine months, here, is hopefully Rami, now. You are
1: is Rami dead now? Because I no, mean, you were yeah. driving the bomba bus, and you did have.
2: I yeah, mean, the yeah, bomba bus. The bomba bus. Bus. bus crashed.
1: But it didn't cr- just crash. You had um, no.
2: It crashed. There was a huge fireball. <laughs> what were the things on top? You. I had you were propane. Yeah. I had propane grills up on top. Yeah, I there mean, were claws flying everywhere. <laughs> now, were the claws? Are the claws safe? Um, no. some some of, them, some of them survived the crash.
1: No white claws were hurt in the making of this sports talk show.
2: I came walking out of the smoke just in tatters. <laughs>
3: You're like, like Nicolas Cage with holding the bunny.
2: Eyebrows singed off my face. But I got a white claw in hand, and I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm looking for a new bus. And now,
3: everything we told you, going back to January, February, you came in here all bright eyed, and what do you guys mean? It's great, Minnesota. It's got a bunch of good teams. Now you know. I, I Now had, you know. I haven't
2: had like my heart ripped out of my chest like Indiana Jones style where the guy just reached Devil in deep. and pulled the guy's heart out while still beating i'm more not, around, I'm, not there. I'm, I'm more of a you're going to chip away at my optimism kind of guy i mean don't forget i had 36 years of cubs fandom to deal with so I, I i'm somewhat seasoned in in disappointing sports seasons and uh them piling up i'm i'm quite seasoned in that game and i'm not one to just in one foul swoop, give up and say, "Ah, oh, I expect everything to be bad from now on." You got to chip away at my optimism for quite a while. It's happening. I'm not going to say it's not happening. It's happening. There have been a few chips <laughs> that have been knocked out here between the wolves and what happened in the lottery. Uh, I never really had that high of hopes for the Vikings this year, so they haven't really done anything to affect my optimism. Oh, just wait. But the way, like Phil was that saying, will come. the way that this season ended. That takes a little wind out of me. That so takes a little bit of wind out of me. So Phil, my question
1: for you is: is this because I feel like you're the most impacted by what's transpired here in the past week? Yeah, um, it
3: doesn't compute.
1: What? Yeah. What are you? What are you hoping to get, or what are you looking for from the results? Like what? I don't understand. I understand what you're saying, but like, what do you? What? What's going to bring closure to the 2019 Twins
3: season for you? I don't. That's a good question. I. I don't. I can't compute how this is possible. And and again I know that there's people I can Baseball is random it's not this that's random. how you compute it oh yeah it is yeah it absolutely no, is. no but like historically it's never been this random I this mean, is yes, the most random it's I get ever what been you're saying period. But it is <laughs>
2: baseball is entirely
3: random but that but again baseball baseball is random in that it produces weird things on the fringes like this apparently where you lose 16 consecutive playoff games as a really good team not always the best team but Part of, the, part of what you're saying applies to my argument, which is, yeah, baseball's random. Therefore, you don't lose 16 consecutive games when you yourself are a 90, 95, and 100 win team. Yeah, that part of it I can't explain.
2: I thought we were just talking about the 2019 Minnesota. <laughs> no, no, Minnesota no, no, no. You're talking about, about the whole okay. thing. Robbie. This is, whole the, thing. this is
1: years of therapy
2: here. Yeah, this is... This is I'm, I'm talking about therapy. the
3: 16 years does not compute to me. Getting swept in a series by the Yankees, that computes. Right. Teams get swept. The 2001... Seattle Mariners won, what was it, 116, 116 games or something? games and lost in the second they round. They got bounced. They won, the you know. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I, listen, teams are going to get swept. It's baseball. In fact, the Orioles put up like 30 runs on the Indians over a two-day stretch, and that's the worst team in the American League, or second worst team. But I just, like, I, I'm having, I'm almost like, every time I think about it, I'm just like laughing. Like, it's, are you serious? 16, 16 consecutive losses over 16? 10 years and what no, or 15 whatever the hell the number is
1: 16 and and okay there, there was the wildcard game yes the one game in 2017 but really it was done a 9 year wait cuz it was 2010 you got swept cuz you got swept in 9 and 10 and then you lost a a random wild card game but that's one game but then you come back 9 years after the fact too and lose three more
3: that's what's sort of difficult about this I mean but it's it's literally take a coin and and I, and i know that the twins it's not it hasn't always been 50-50 it would be like if the coin was weighted 60 to 70% toward the yankees right but even if you flip that coin 16 times 16 coin flips and it comes up heads all 16 times as like, a whole the puzzle does not fit right
1: as a whole the puzzle does not fit it's too it's too long of time period it's too random there's too many people for the twins not to just have won like one or two games right I think if the twins went out three to one, you'd be disappointed. But you'd be like, okay, they won a game. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't make it okay, but it makes it okay. It makes sense. They won one game. But Phil, you you were there last night too and watching that thing. And, and I'm not sure what your feeling was. But when they had the bases loaded in the second and Miguel Sanoa with nobody out, yeah.
3: The it's crowd when, was ready to the, explode, yeah, and
1: that was, by the way, I thought a really good crowd.
3: It was like it wasn't; it, was, it, was, it was a much better crowd. I thought it would be a much more nervous crowd. It was. forty one. had the Jorge chants going. It, it was, was a forty-one
1: thousand. It was a fun. Uh, it was a fun atmosphere. The there.
3: Aaron Judge overrated chant. Probably don't want to poke the bear like that. He's not sure. overrated, by the way. He's really good.
1: But you know what? I I asked them to be into the game, and I thought, to their credit, that they were. But you got the bases loaded, one nothing Yankees. Which, by the way, is just fine. That's not a big deal. You you. Hit 307 bleeping home runs. And Sano up, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, worst case here, sack fly probably. 1-1. One, one. And he pops out. Marwin comes up.
3: Okay. That guy makes contact. Sack
1: fly again. Maybe a single. Not asking for a grand slam. Strikes out swinging. And then Jay caves up, and that's when I said this. Okay. I give...
3: I sort of give up. Called it on J.K., by the way. So the reason why you don't put him on the roster in the postseason is because once a week, he spazzes and dives for a ball he shouldn't, Dude, that or was flip, so ugly. or flips out, and a ball gets by him for a triple that should have been a signal. That was so Single. ugly.
2: He committed to diving for that ball
3: about halfway to the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Your job is not to be a hero in that spot, and now you're probably not going to be on the roster next year. And why are we playing left field? I have no idea. I mean, watch Rosario in right when he
1: played left all year long. I can't really tell you.
3: Was we're going to get to Roy Smalley here soon, too. Roy Smalley is going to be our therapist, or maybe it's just my therapist at this point. Some judge handling this quite well, and this is Rami's first foray into what we've been telling him. I've, over 9 I've, or 10 had, months.
2: I've had like nearly four hours to process this okay. and, and sort of get my fair share of therapy between post game bent line last night. It's true. And the twins show great. today. I've gotten, a, I've gotten a lot out of my system. It's been very
1: therapeutic. They, they did do the one thing that, that we called on the show, and we said this, and, and for all of the stuff that Rocco did that I didn't get, it came true, which is if they don't hit, they're just done. They scored seven runs. Now, I don't get that. I'm a little bit surprised. You know, I would have thought that you would have hit one guy. All right? So I'm not asking for three games and 45 runs, but you would have thought in one game that they would have, oh, my goodness, they scored 10 runs. Well, that's the Twins. Uh, but we talked about that, uh, I think, a week and a half ago, on this show, and said the one thing is if they don't, if if you know they run into the Yankees pitching and they don't hit, they are dead, and they were dead. But but the second last night when the bases are loaded and you can't push a run across, Phil, that's one where you say,
3: yeah. "All right, if you can't do that, I I don't know what you can do." Do you guys, before we get to Roy here, do you guys, as you look at the whole season now, was the regular season? And the Bumba bus and everything about the regular season. What was more impactful, the fun and the success of the regular season or the jarring nature of their exit in the postseason? And Rami's near and death the disappointment? as dr- driver of the bus. I made it, though. No, I know, but barely. I made it. I mean,
1: look at you, completely singed. Your mustache is now sort of charcoaled.
2: Half a mustache,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, half a mustache, one eyebrow, sixteen white claws. That's
2: all that's arrived. Just I, my tattered shirt and a, a case of yeah, white. And claws. by the way, and by the way, you
1: need a new shirt right now, okay? Because if I have to look at your chest one more time, for me personally, I guess I can probably take a step back and separate the success of the year. The home runs were incredible from this. This is disappointing. I'll tell you where where my expectations, though, for the playoffs really changed. When they didn't get a starter at the deadline. And then Pineda got suspended. I, I went from saying World Series team to, if you could beat the Yankees in, in the ALDS, that's pretty good. But I don't think, for me, it's difficult to separate the the pop-up success. And part of this also, when we look back on 2019 personally, is going to be based on this. Is this the start of an extended period of success? Because I do believe it should be. Yeah. Like, if this falls apart completely in 2020, come back and ask me. But if this now starts you rolling on on being a competitive, uh, consistent, potentially playoff team, then I'll probably think, that was a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, I would say I think because because they set the home run record, I, I I'm still gonna this the regular season is still gonna be the thing that stands out the most to me instead of the postseason loss. But right now, the thing that's like the most that's taking up the most real estate in my mind
2: is. I have a hard I honestly. Things. I have a hard time telling you what's going to stand out to me, what's going to stick with me from <laughs> this season. It might just be the way it ended. I don't know. <laughs> the wounds are still too fresh for me to say. <laughs> that's fair. Wow. Well, let's,
3: talk, let's talk to Roy. I'm Muller. the
1: most rational one on
3: the show. What's going on? I mean, it's. Did I think this happen? that's how a lot of people feel right now. That's how a lot of people feel. And uh, we'll take your, if you want to tweet at us too, we have a couple polls up on my uh, Twitter account, at Phil Mackey, at Jay Zolget, at Rami. Is, <laughs> Does this make sense? Tweeting. Yes or no? Does this compute? <laughs> uh, man, so federated mutual insurance company has been on, uh, along for this ride as well. And, you know, they. Uh, I don't think they've got any solutions for the Twins at this point and how they beat the Yankees, but they've got solutions for business owners out there. They have been helping business owners in Minnesota and all over the country for over a century down in Owatonna, about an hour south of the Twin Cities or so. It helps so much to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. You don't just want a paper policy, you want a face to face relationship, which you get at Federated. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find a couple things your Federated Marketing Representative and a list of all the industries that federated protects federated insurance. It's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. We'll talk to Roy Smalley and continue dissecting and putting to bed the 2019 twin season. Hi, right, welcome back. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all new score North and the score North mobile app. And uh, Roy Smalley has been a weekly guest on uh, different variations of this show for a number of years. And for a number of those years, At this time of year, it was, thank God the death march is over. 90 losses, 100 losses. Uh, This year's been different. It's been super fun. Roy Smalley is a World Series champion, Fox Sports North. And I think, I don't know, I'll just tee it up this way, Roy. The best way I can describe it is this was one of the most amazingly fun and successful regular seasons in my life watching Twins Baseball. But equally, to me anyways, it was a, a disappointing and buzzkill postseason and abrupt end how how would you put it all into context
5: yeah i think i think similarly uh, to you I, I i after the season they had and i will say this about the season i i've said this publicly um you know at least on on twitter but um i i haven't had this much fun watching uh, twins play baseball since 1987 um I, I really haven't i just i just thought this was a tremendously fun year and and they they came a long way from where they were where we all were today a year ago and um, so it was it was great the you know getting swept by the Yankees I thought I felt like the Yankees were a better team and so I think the outcome is not uh, it's not soul-crushing to me the Twins were going to have to play really well uh, to uh, beat that club and and they and they didn't but it's you know the fact that they got swept and didn't and didn't play their normal game for for 3 games uh it it does leave you uh with you know really again not soul crushing but it really disappointed it it was not a fitting end uh you know a fitting end probably would have been going to you know go to 5 games and and lose in the ninth or something but uh if they were going to lose but the Yankees are the Yankees are an awfully good team
2: yeah, it it wasn't that they lost that 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 bothered me, Roy. It was the way that they lost. I knew it was possible they'd lose this series coming in, but I didn't think they were drastically overmatched. Did you? Do you think this Yankees team is is much better than this Twins team? More than the records might show in the regular season.
5: I think that they have uh, some some really key uh, advantages. It starts on the mound um, and. Um, not only starting pitching, but especially the parade—the the quality of the parade of relievers that they have. Those guys are hard to score against, and uh, that's—you know—the Twins bullpen came a long way and has done some really good things, and I'm—I'm I'm, you know, happy for the 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 trend and the direction that that's going. But when when you look at all the the relievers, I mean, it, it, last night was a perfect example. Aaron Boone went uh, to. Uh, Tommy Canley got two outs didn 't like the match of Canely against Nelson Cruz went to Odovino. Uh then and then he then he goes to uh, Chad Green and he still has uh, Britton and uh, aald Chapman in his back pocket for for later i mean it's that 's really really tough and uh, then you look around the, you look around the field and they 've got you know, I I said to somebody last night. I mean, I would take DJ LeMahieu and Glaber Torres uh, off that, over anybody any other players on that Yankee team. I think those guys are just tremendous players. And so you look at you look at the Yankee club, and I think they're awfully awfully good.
1: The you're uh, you're right, your Roy. The bullpen is definitely good there, but still, if I had told you last week when we talked the Twins were going to sc- score, this team especially, seven runs in three games, my guess is you would have come back and said, you're crazy. Uh, What do you think happened o- overall with the bats? I mean, you know, Polanco, the second batter of the game on Friday, homers, and you think to yourself, okay, this is going to go as as we expected. W- when you now take a step back and look, seven runs in three games, what's your assessment of what? transpired with the bats
5: you know i don't know the answer uh to that judd i it, um it, it happens sometimes in series when when the, the bats just go uh, just go cold and um for whatever reason i'm not i'm not putting it all on the yankee bullpen being uh, a bullpen that the the twins couldn't hit or even the starters that the twins couldn't hit they proved they could hit those guys um, and guys like it during the during the course of the season, and they just didn't do it this time. And I'm and I'm not exactly sure, you know, why that is. I think some of it may have had to do with the fact that Kepler and and Marwin Gonzalez, for example, were uh, were out of action for a long time and and, and didn't get uh, at bats during the regular season in the last couple of weeks of the of the season. That can that can affect people. Um, and, uh, I think it's, it's you know, CJ Crohn was, uh, was, he, his, his thumb is a mess, and, and he's gonna get it, uh, he, he's gonna get it repaired at the, at, you know, during this offseason, I think. And, you know, there's a, there are things like that that contributed. You, when you think about this lineup, the thing that was remarkable about it, even though Rosario had a big year and Cruz had a big year and Kepler and Garvin, everybody, but it was the way that different guys in the lineup, Uh, stepped up and won games with big hits and home runs and and you know when other guys when the the standard guys weren't and it just didn't happen they just didn't have anybody in the lineup um, with the exception of um, rosario the last game and a half um, looked like they were uh, that they were that they were sharp at at the plate and um, if you're not if you're not sharp and you're seeing that pitching, then then these kinds of things these kinds of things happen. I don't know how to answer the question your your implicit question, which is how, why weren't they sharp? <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to that.
2: Talking with Roy Smalley, former twin of uh, Fox Sports North here on Mackey and Judd with Rami, as we have every Tuesday throughout the baseball season. I was doing post game last night here on Score North, Roy, and one of the things I heard at, at least a handful of times from unhappy Twins fans was, well, this is what happens when you're a home-run happy team and you rely so much on the long ball. Do you think there there was something inherently wrong with the makeup of this roster offensively?
5: I don't because that, that that's not really borne out. Uh, it's, they're not just a home run hitting team. They had uh, they hit uh, a lot of doubles. Their slugging percentage was um, was was really high, and that's and their strikeouts were were relatively low for the extra base hits that they that they hit all season long. I was as impressed with the number of big doubles, singles, and doubles that they hit. Uh, in big situations, as I was with the, with the home run, so uh, y- you know I, I, I don't I, I don't think I uh, subscribe to that.
3: Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all new Score North and the Score North mobile at Roy Smalley is with us here as we dissect another Twins sweep at the hands of the Yankees. It's now 16 straight postseason losses, 13 to the Yankees. And Roy, I want to I want to give you I want to give you two options here. Just if you could replay the series over again. And you could get one of these two guys back, Byron Buxton or Michael Pineda, both at full strength. You have to pick one or the other. Which one would you pick to give the Twins more ammunition to replay the series?
5: Wow, that's a great that's a great question. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say Buxton, and he was even though his numbers weren't 300 or you know 25 home runs or you know uh, anything close to that on on, uh, any kind of um, average uh, projected out over the season. He made a difference in the ball club. Uh, The outfield defense was, uh, you know, I don't know, pick your number, twice as good, three times as good. I mean, Rosario and Kepler were better outfielders with Buxton in in center field. And um, his presence, uh, potential presence on the base paths, uh, or even hitting a double or, or, or a home run was significant. So I, I really don't think it was, I mean, I would love to have had both of them, obviously. They, I mean, Pineda was arguably their best pitcher, um, and, uh, until he, <laughs> until he no longer pitched. And so I would love to have had uh, him. I think he, he might have made uh, somewhat of a difference. But I, I'm with you guys. I, I, I really think that the Twins offense, um, just they they just didn't do it, and uh, for whatever reason, and I would love to have seen um, Buxton in, in there. It's in center field, I think.
1: Roy, right. to Phil's point before too, just the remarkable stat. I mean, sixteen consecutive playoff defeats, thirteen in a row to, to one team. It's improbable. I, I mean, you you have to almost work to have that go wrong. It's just it. I marvel at the fact that they didn't get a game, for instance. I'm not asking for a series win here, Roy Smalley. I'm asking for a game. And to go 16 now with, without a win is really off the charts.
5: Yeah, it's improbable and it's in, it's inexplicable and in all those things. I, I just it doesn't that doesn 't matter to me. I, I know it matters to everybody, and everybody hates the Yankees, and everybody thinks i I heard, I was sitting in the stands watching the game last night, and I heard all kinds of things that you know one fellow was saying, you know I, I, I was glad to see Gardy go finally because i he, he had the his team afraid of the Yankees, and they, you know I was thinking it would be different now and I mean and I heard all kinds of you know strange uh, and ridiculous things like that you know in various forms. And the truth of the matter is, in my opinion, I look at every uh, every team uh, and every postseason uh, completely differentiated from every other one. And and as I you know kind of went back and looked through what lineups and, ros- and rosters and remembered who was playing at, at what point in time, I, I can't remember a time I didn't find a time where I thought the Twins were clearly a better team. Uh, than the Yankees, and and uh, it, it, more to the point, the Yankees always seem to me like to, if I looked at it, they, that's a better team than the Twins team is. And I'd like to this year, the Twins are going to have to play their absolute best baseball and get to, and have some luck uh, to beat uh, to beat the Yankees. And and uh, that's that's what happened this year. That you know the Twins weren't terribly lucky in this in this series either uh not to not to put this on on bad luck cuz it wasn't um but you know when when i think that when one team's better than the other the 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 inferior team even if it's slight they they have to play real good baseball and the twins just didn't do that
3: yeah roy smalley's appearances with us by the way are brought to you by Doug's power equipment in blaine Mackie and jeb with rami um to what degree do you think this season was the opening up of a window or a springboard into something bigger and better going forward, right?
5: I'm really encouraged uh, that it is uh, a springboard to something uh, better because I, if, I, if you look at the whole organization,
6: uh, they've got
5: players in the minor leagues now uh, it, it, that uh, are uh, up and coming for this team relatively soon, if not some of them next year. And, uh, the ability to trade players either from the minor leagues or from the major league roster to get things that, uh, it, uh, pieces that will, will help. And, um, you, you know, a lot's going to depend on, uh, on some of these, uh, young guys. I and mean, Nelson Cruz, as remarkable as he was at 39 and will probably be pretty good at 40, uh, he's uh, getting near the end of it. And somebody else is going to have to be able to step up and be the third hitter, for example. So that's one. One question mark that they have in the lineup, but I, I think it was pretty clear uh, that uh, the, the the front office is going to feel like they need to they need to get some pitching um, this offseason, uh, and it's it's going to it has a chance to come from both inside and outside the, the organization. So yeah. I um, I, f- I feel pretty good about that.
3: Well, Roy. It's been just a pleasure talking baseball with you every week. I think, uh, I think we all echo the same sentiment that we wish that this wasn't a recap of the season, that we'd be previewing at least a Game 4 with you tonight, but um, it's it's been really fun having you along uh, th- this first year for us at Score North and Mackie and Jeb with Rami, and the baseball discussions have been something we look forward to every week with you, so thank you.
5: Well, thank you very much. I look forward to them every week, too. I think uh, we... we uh... We we covered some good stuff while we uh, talked about a very good team and a good season. So that was an awful lot of fun.
3: Hey, percentage chance they win the World Series next year?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going there now. You're gonna you're gonna ask me that question next next year uh, in uh, June or July? No, I'll right.
1: ask in February. <laughs> yeah, all, I'll, I'll text you. I'll text
5: you at Thanksgiving. All right? Well, you know what? Yeah, hey, ask in February. We'll see. We'll see what kind of acquisitions. We'll see what kind of transactions take place and. And uh let's uh let's do some odds in February
3: then. All right, sounds good. Appreciate it, Roy. All right, bye Roy. All right guys. All right, that's Roy Smalley, World Series champion from Fox Sports North. Real quick, my question to him a few minutes ago, a fully healthy Byron Buxton or a non suspended Michael Pineda, you could only pick one. <laughs> I'm picking Byron Buxton for the record. I that's think, he, I, think he re- helped, I think he helps. I think he helps your pitchers so much.
2: He does. That's, that's true, but who are your pitchers? You're, yeah, still, do- that's you're, a still, re- you're still down to two Dude, starters.
3: Last night, Jake Jake Cave did the most Jake Cavian thing but that we knew he was going to do. Can you
1: explain this to me? Why was he in left field last night? He Rosa- should have been in Why center. didn't Rosario move back
3: to left? What were they doing? And Max Kepler, there was a. I I think it was Giancarlo Stanton at one point, yeah. hit a pop up that went to the top of the IDS tower. And like, Max Kepler's banged up. He's not super fast to begin with. And yeah, like, just fell should right have called Randy him. Dobnik's Uber to get to a little closer to that fly ball. Byron Buxton would have made a difference.
1: Rami's not wrong here, too, though, because if I could have gone Barrios, Pineda, Odo. I I feel a lot better about that. That Dobnik game felt to me like a white flag game from the second it started. And that's really troublesome.
3: I mean, Odo gave you a great performance last night. I should have pitched a game, too. If that performance comes in game one or game two, and maybe your bats... I I do wonder, if that performance comes in game one or game two, and it coincides with just a little bit better trip through the order, you know, and you get one of those games in New York, how much different is this series? It's... Impossible
2: to say I think it's very different. there are a lot of what ifs what if you what if you rallied with bases loaded and nobody out well and, and keep in mind too brio's pitched fine,
1: yeah Barrios I agree. was brios was not I that, agree. that was that was what you wanted three runs one earned he could have gone five he went four, but that start was fine if you go if you go brio's a start which gave you a chance you you in my opinion waved the white flag with Gibson. But before that, that was a three-run game. That was a one-run game. You led at one point. Okay, mm-hmm. game two. Let's say Jake pitches not even as well as last night, but let's say he gives up three or four runs. Okay, that's fine. Can deal with that. But how much different if you had come back here one-one? How much different would would you have felt? And if you had Pineda, you would have basically at least had three starters.
3: Yeah. Also, too, just I independent of of this series. You know, I've kind of been on the fence. Jake Arizzi's been amazing all season. He's had a career <laughs> year. I've been a little bit on the fence with him. And then, okay, do you want to give him? Do you want to sign him to a multi-year deal, qualifying offer? You know, how much should he be in the cards? Last night, you it for me. I'm bringing that dude back. I want him back. He Agreed. he has been fantastic. Multi-year?
1: Or are you QOing him?
3: I'm multi yearing him. Okay. I'm giving him a three-year contract. Yeah, two or three years. How much? Fifteen million a year. I was going to say in the 12, million, in the
2: twelve okay. to fifteen million range. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's he's
3: he's and again it's it was one game and who knows if he pitches in Yankee Stadium maybe it goes differently but he stared that lineup down last night even after giving up a home run early right he stares that lineup down and give the twins a chance to win that game that's all that they, they just need more guys like that <laughs> in that rotation and in the
2: bullpen and if you bring him back you have Barrios you would think Garrido is part of this rotation next year Three fifths of this thing is filled out, and obviously Grederol is a Grederol
1: might be in Rochester to start the year. Though. You think so? As a starter, he might be. Yeah, I think you got to get two starters.
2: Oh yeah, at least. Well, I think they do have to get two starters. I would, I would, I would frame it
3: up that you for sure need a playoff rotation caliber starter to be added via trade or via free agency. But I don't think you should go spend ten million dollars on a number four, number five starter. I would rather. I would. This is, might sound crazy. I'd rather spend five hundred thousand dollars and give Devin Smeltzer thirty starts as a number five starter than pay ten million dollars for it. Save your money. The Twins have made that mistake even going back before Thad Levine and Derek Falvey. I they spent like saying. nine million dollars on Mike Pelfrey. Well, why are you paying Mike Pelfrey nine million dollars to do
2: that as a number Kevin five Correa starter? Kevin was just fine.
3: Kevin Correa is another one. Kevin Kare, God's was great. sakes. Who do you shop? (laughs) Yeah, don't get for pitching.
2: Don't get million dollar performance out of a ten million dollar guy. That's that's hard to recover
1: from. That's that's been the Twins twins
3: formula for like ten or fifteen years. So,
1: what position player do you guys shop for legit starting pitching?
3: This, now, I just want you guys to know that my answers here are mostly just emotional reactions within 24 hours after the 16th straight playoff loss. This is a very important question. But I am shopping Eddie Rosario and Miguel Sano this offseason. I, I think those guys both have a... This is probably their peak value. I don't think those guys are long-term contract guys for me. Yep. And they both play positions, Miguel Sano being
2: first base long-term, Yep. and Eddie Rosario, yep. corner outfield, that are more replaceable than... Miguel Sano is a DH. And I'm not... I'm not really that actively shopping, Miguel Sano. I still, I know I haven't dealt with the frustration and the disappointment you guys have. What I saw from that guy this year, I think he can be a special hitter. Who gets think, you more? I think he can be Nelson Cruz. Who gets you more? I think he can be that type of hitter. Who, who gets you a higher end pitcher? Because I don't think Rosario does. To be honest, I don't think either one of them
3: get you the high end pitcher that you would need. That's the problem. Well,
1: but I'm saying higher end, better. Not, I'm not saying a true ace. I'm saying
3: a a guy that that you plug into rotation and feel really good about.
1: Man, that's or confident. A, in.
3: That's such a tough question because they're b- they're so different. You know, Miguel Sano. I mean, I I would say Rosario probably gets you a little bit more because there's so much uncertainty. If Miguel Sano can't play a position long term, the value is not there on a, on a trade. That at least you could get from Rosario is a good corner outfielder who can play some center field. I would say you can get more for Eddie Rosario. I'm also just like trading the two guys that are just like Rosario hit a big home run last night, and that was great. It looked like they might be getting back in the game, but I just keep thinking about his New York performances in Game One and Game Two. It's like he likes
1: those right. pitches right above his head. That's what <laughs> that's what we know from that from the games in New York and yeah. last night. Well, too, even actually.
3: his is double last yeah, night, double last <laughs> <Like> night, <laughs> like that was above the the head. Head. <laughs> his eyes.
2: So yeah. I know.
1: but you know what? You knew he was going to do exactly that. Yeah, I called it last night. I said this is the type of game. Home run for sure. For I'd chop
2: Rosario. I I have Nelson Cruz penciled in as the D H moving forward in twenty twenty one. I got a problem there. I know goes. there I know there are contract things you have to deal with between now and then likely, but I have him penciled in as Nelson Cruz's replacement as my everyday D H in twenty twenty one. Well you're out on Cruz Judd? I got a conundrum. Actually, I know where I I know where he's going with the
1: this. Do? I don't. The, oh, the Zolgadian plan we, has painted me into a firm do we need, corner. Do
2: we need time to to expound yeah. on what you're about to say? Let's do it when we come back. Oh boy! Okay. I can't
3: believe Judd's about to do this. I don't know. I I don't know how it's you know so, what he's
2: about to do. He texted me. I have to do this.
3: He texted me oh about God. this like a week ago. He goes, dude, and then we'll get to it when we come <laughs> okay. back. And All right. it did start, dude. All right. Mackie and Judd was Tommy dude. <laughs> come but let's first talk about the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities here. Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard. It's a beautiful fall day out today. Just soak in the crispness, the 50, 55 degrees. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, soak it in now. Because pretty soon, whap, upside the head. Winter. Winter's coming. That's right. Couldn't just let it be pleasant. Winter is coming. could okay? Can just let it be pleasant. Game of Thrones style. Bam. Upside the head. Sort of like the Yankees. Yeah. Hey, oh, it's the ALDS. Oh, so playoff season. Bam, season's over. Well, <laughs> Please tell me
2: fall is going to last longer than the ALDS.
3: Well, if Please. it doesn't, no. you want to make sure that your car is ready to rock for the winter period here. And the service department at Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, is here to help make sure that your tires are right, your battery is right. You can get, buy any three tires on any Toyota, get the fourth one for just a dollar, and get a battery inspection. And just uh, just get that peace of mind for the roads as you're driving around, trudging around, bemoaning the fact that winter is here and that the twins are out of the, the Bam? Playoffs. You say bam, bam? Yeah, it goes boom. It's here. Oh, bam! Just like that. Thank you. Just like Emerald Legacy. All right, Judd's <laughs> conspiracy type theory here. Not even a conspiracy, really. He just I will let him explain it next. Mackie and Judd with Robbie.
0: Time for the Score North download here. Jonathan Harrison here with this hour's download. You can join Mackie and Judd and Rami tomorrow night at Stella's Fish Cafe from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. in Minneapolis for a special live podcast recording. Hang out with the guys and our friends from Tullamore do whiskey as they talk playoff baseball, Vikings football, and more. That's tomorrow night from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at Stella's in Minneapolis and a disappointing night as the Twins are swept by the Yankees. Once again, it's a storyline we've heard over and over and again. And so Rocco Baldelli, Twins manager, talking to the media afterwards, says he's not frustrated. I don't understand how he's not frustrated after that, but here's his thoughts.
4: I mean it when I say to you that I do not sit here frustrated at all. I sit here, I am extremely happy and extremely proud of everything that we just went through um, over the course of this season. Uh, our guys should be walking out of that clubhouse with their heads held high, and they never they never stopped playing. Our, our guys uh, continue to fight day in and day out. Um, we got beat over the last three days, and there's no way around that, and that's going to happen from time to time, but... What an amazing season it was, and and it was it was very special uh, for me. And I, and I told the guys as much, and and I hope every single person in that clubhouse feels as, as proud as I do right now.
0: I don't know I'm still a little frustrated. What do you think, Twins fans? Let us know over at Score North on Twitter at SKOR North on Twitter. That's your Score North dial Now back to Mackin and Rommel. All right,
3: thank you, Jonathan. Before we get to Judd's thoughts on Nelson Cruz. Which a couple Twitter followers have figured out exactly what Judd's about to say. Yeah, Judd busted out this take for the first time, and we fought about it for an hour, like six years ago, five years ago, after a a Super Bowl. But on the on the Rocco Baldelli comments, you know, he so he said, "I'm not, I'm not frustrated that I look back." He's he's a really zen, meditative guy. He's a big picture guy, a thirty thousand foot guy. Um, I don't have a huge problem with it because he's just saying what th- that's his personality. He's just a super laid back guy. Uh, I think he's probably a little off, if not lying a little bit. If he's not a little frustrated that they scored fewer than 10 runs in the entire series, that's a little weird to me. It's like, it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to say that the season was great up until this point and this was not the outcome that we expected or the amount of runs we expected to score, and that is frustrating. I don't understand why it can't be
2: frustrating, I guess, is the only thing I take issue with. Because frustration is a choice. Correct. Yeah. From a Zen philosophy way of thinking, frustration, anger, disappointment, all choices. Yeah. You choose to think and feel those things, and Rocco prefers to keep that negative energy out. You know, I don't care what he says.
1: Deep. I, I just want him to have learned from the potential mistakes that he made personally in this series in decisions. So if he wants to come out and say, I am PO'd. Rocco hasn't been PO'd like this in a long time. Rocco very mad right now. That's great. And if he doesn't, I don't care. Um, What I want him to do is reflect on some of the decisions. And I'm sure that they were not just his. They're probably Derek and Thad's as well. But there were some things that they did bullpen-wise. There were some things that they did where guys played that I didn't get necessarily. And I think that they, I think in that sense, they tried to keep things too normal at times. And then they got cute at times when you said you don't need to get cute. So if you want to come out and say, I'm really mad about this and we could have played better. Or you want to say, you know what, it's just fine. I, I Our team was great and blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that. Yeah. What I want is—is if you can reach the goal of getting back here in 2020, I want your rationale and decision making to make more
3: sense. Yeah, that's That's fair. Yeah, but and he's—he definitely, as Rami was saying, subscribes to the Buddhist mentality (laughs) of—he doesn't get mad. He's—it's
2: the power of now mentality, right? Negative energy is not productive. Yeah, frustration is a negative energy. Sometimes I choose not to feel frustration, but even with that, sometimes frustration can
3: be positive if you use it in the right way but he's choosing to not engage in frustration he, as an emotion
1: my sense with him is is I, I think his his dad was a harsher type of guy old school guy and he played for Panella who definitely was too and i think he looked at those guys and thought their approach to players as as we progress to t- t- today so not you know 20 years back but as we progressed to today those people's approach to players the modern athlete isn't going to work and so he just doesn't get mad like if a guy doesn't hustle out a ball he's not going to get mad about it he he might say something but it's never going to be venting or or angry but i just there's so many things from this series that i think can be taken and constructively improved upon and if those things are
3: then it's fine yeah. all right rami you want this? This is so stupid. I mean, yeah,
1: this I've been ridiculous. left, wait, what, okay. wait, he's
2: before the break? Yes,
1: because yeah. I, I painted myself in, into a corner, and I'm not, listen. Is okay. this a conspiracy theory? No, it's what not a conspiracy this? theory. Just give me a second. Okay? It's a personal preference. It's a personal preference, but I'm going to start by saying I'm painted into a corner because I said this before, but I want to make it very clear. I'm not calling for this. Now, the ordinaries all get there. He would be to call for this, but I can't do it. I can't do that right now. I just can't, okay? You're
3: going against... Wait, you're going, going against, against your my, convictions. I'm going against my convictions, okay?
1: Which takes a really large man to do I that. I
2: think so. I agree. I mean, and that's a guy who's... When presented with new information and new circumstances, it it only makes sense guy, to change your
1: stance and opinion. That's a very large man who's yes. got to wear big shirts mm-hmm. to cover up his gut. Yes. Um. All right. This started with... Peyton Manning as a Denver Bronco when he won a Super Bowl and was throwing balls that fluttered through the yeah, air.
3: We started our show the day after Peyton Manning's second Super yeah. Bowl championship and Judd's first take no, out of the gate in it, the first It was segment. the year after that.
1: We yeah, started the Brady the the um the Seahawks deciding to throw the ball and it got picked off. So it's the year after that, I believe.
3: Yeah. So it was our it was our second Super Bowl yeah. doing a show together. Yeah. But the first words out of his mouth after so Peyton Manning the we well, Super well, Bowl. I can explain it. I said he should have retired.
1: I said this is disgusting to watch Peyton Manning look like this. It's so sad. It's pathetic. <laughs> like he so he, like, anyway, he should
3: have retired. He won a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and it was just awful. So long story short, <laughs> long story short, I've run into this problem with Nelson Cruz. Oh, no. He's 39. He hit 41 home runs. Is that correct? Yes. Under the Zolgadian theory of athlete, of athletic success and knowing when to say when, technically, I should call for him to walk away from the sport of baseball.
2: This is the Seinfeld theory of go out on a high
3: note. Yes. I'm Jud- big on it. Judd that. doesn't like watching Kobe Bryant limp around. Yeah, it's pathetic. He doesn't like watching Peyton Manning throw Jud- fluttering ducks. He doesn't want... Prominent professional athletes to stay a year too long. I'll talk about myself in the third person. Judd is very
1: afraid that Nelson Cruz is going to come back on that option in 2020. And hit about five home runs, and it's going to be awful. But I can't do that because I don't think it's true. I think the naps are key there. Um
3: he does take a lot. He took a nap yesterday.
1: But but the guy
3: he but, was napping during his last plate appearance. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, see that's so uncalled Pitch for. Can right I, down the middle. Can wow. I finish? Can
1: I finish my point? Because this is tough. I'm trying to talk through this. I let you talk through your twins eggs before, Mackie. So my problem is this: I can't do it. But in baseball, I did see. The way that David Ortiz walked away was so great because he had that great last year, and he said, "I'm done, regardless." And I think the Red Sox came back to him and said, "Oh no, no, you, big poppy, you're still really, really." Good. Oh yeah, they
2: tried to keep him, and in they the tried pole. to keep him, yeah.
1: and he said, "No, no, no, I'm." So I've run into a problem here, but I can't, in good conscience, call for a guy who played that well and is in that good of shape and who I'm pretty convinced can come back and hit 30 plus home runs again in 2020. I can't call for him to walk away, but my theory is that he should. I'm so conflicted right now. I hate myself.
2: I'm so sure of myself ordinarily. I, mean, there, there, I hate this. There are exceptions to every rule. I don't think you're necessarily. I don't think you're being a hypocrite or going against the Judd Zolgad theory of of walking away on top. I, I think you're just saying that is almost always the case and what guys should do. Just Nelson Cruz. It's not those guys. Nelson Cruz is a freak, and he's an exception to the Judd Zolgad rule. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think you should be so conflicted. Right, I think I think, I think think you're weak. <laughs> yes, sir. I knew this would happen. I knew this would happen. Rami, I, I appreciate, think appreciate you.
1: Let me say right now that I've never appreciated <laughs> Rami Makalov like I do right now. This is so difficult. You, you
3: know he's going to be 40 years old. I know. And, and you know he, the, I, this age here, cliff is staring at
1: him. Here's the thing. If I call for him to retire and he does hit like 10 to 15 home runs and I've doubled down, I'd look so good.
3: Like right now, my my reputation's on the line. You'd be the only person in America or in twins territory, if you will, that's saying, no, man, you should hang it up. Yeah, this is it. And I
1: could write the column saying I told you to pull the plug.
3: Well, if they had done what they should have done, and if he had performed better in a couple of these games, maybe he could have retired on the high note that he wanted to—a World Series, World Series champion. Now he's got to come back and chase one. Yeah, I'm so torn right now. I, I would much rather. I'm. I'm the other way, and that I'm totally yeah, cool watching Michael Jordan yeah. in a Wizards uniform. No. I'm totally cool watching Kobe Bryant I'm limp not. around so that he can score 60
2: points in his last game I against know. Utah.
3: No, I'm so against. Even you though on by that. the end I'm, of that game Utah was to this day. Down.
2: I, I hate this idea from Phil. I'm 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 usually with Judd. And before that Kobe game, I remember going on the air and going, I don't know what everybody is so excited about this Kobe game for. He doesn't have it anymore. Like you're going to, you're going to turn on to watch this guy limp around on two bad knees for 18 minutes, maybe score 12 points. (laughs) Yeah. 12 points
3: in the first four minutes. (laughs) He goes out and scores 60. The worst, the worst. And I know that there's not that, that Rami and Judd aren't huge wrestling fans, but the worst is when wrestlers don't realize it. <laughs> oh, you mean like The
0: Undertaker? Oh,
3: my God. Like every wrestler? Bill Goldberg? those guys are like
0: 55,
3: 60 years old, know, still have their on. shirt off. Ugh. Bill Goldberg knocked himself almost unconscious, <laughs> yeah, I gave himself that. a concussion, and that. split his head open on the That's ring right. post the last time he wrestled.
0: Yeah, don't let that well, be you, Nelson I guess Cruz. The WWE at this point. Wait, hold on a second. Is Rick
3: Flair still doing things? Yes. He's not <laughs> wrestling anymore, but he's definitely like still mixing it. Did Rick
0: Flair almost
2: die six months ago? Yes. Yeah. Is he still times. taking lumps? Is he still taking hits? I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> Nothing nothing too major.
3: I like that. Hulk okay. Hogan, I think, uh, has been yeah. saying he's got one more leg drop left and there. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah, then then his hip pops I thought out. he got barred because of uh,
1: his objectionable comments three years ago or whatever They that brought was. him back. He's back in the mix now. Yeah. I mean, they, there's it, a Hulk, statu- they, How did this end up on wrestling? I don't mean, think ro- they care? Conflicted there's a on Nelson Cruz. On and you racist. guys are talking
3: about a phony sport. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying... It's possible Nelson Cruz could be Ric Flair, where all he's got is he's got the he's got Woo! one move, and that's all he's Woo! got.
1: He hits home runs. Woo!
3: What if he actually did a leg drop as he crossed over? That would be
2: amazing. Put the
3: catcher in the figure four leg lock.
2: It'd be amazing. <laughs> all right, throws we throws off his elbow pad. <laughs> we have a twin themed cram
3: session when we come back. It's Maggie and Joe with Rami on the all new Score North and the Score North mobile app, and we got it later on in the show. I had an experience last night sitting in section one twenty four with down in front guy. And I and wow. after I, tweeted I told about this, I so this many people had the same experience. Didn't
2: I say this would happen on yesterday's show? And it definitely happened. And so it happened to you. I was just saying, like, this is gonna happen throughout Target Field. I didn't think it would happen specifically to you. It's a that's amazing. That blows my mind. So uh
3: we've got we've got cramp session, down in front guy, and all kinds of we'll wrap with Royce, it's Mackie and Jet with Ron. Ladies and gentlemen, let me say this.
7: I have nothing to say. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score Nord
4: Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Hey, as Matthew Collard put it on Twitter, uh, you just you just hate to see it. Uh, yes, <laughs> I had a whole yes thing lined up waiting to say, but just at the end of the day, it just felt like the twins were about two three players short even though we have all these records you know it just feels like you know making comparisons with the Vikings you know where we feel I feel like we should put our money into the pitching where the Vikings should put the money into like the offensive line I don't know I just feels like they're always putting the money not into the right place and again with all these records but I just always felt when we got the Yankees lined up in the playoffs I was just just terrified and what else scared of happened and I, I feel too sick to talk
3: Who's the winner? Some may say none of them, but let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's
2: Cram Session with Mackie, Chud, and Rami.
3: And uh, that clip you heard before, the Cram Session intro, that was from last night. Rami and Doogie held the fort down for a couple hours here after the game was over, so... If you uh, if you feel like it's therapeutic to go back and listen, you can find Twins Ventline as part of the Scorn Twin show. It
2: was for from me last night. I mean, if you're going looking for Man, guys, I know they lost tonight, but wasn't this a great season? It was not that. And I said at the start of the show, it is not going to be that. We have an entire offseason to feel those feelings and reflect on what was good about this season. Last night was all about getting it out and getting it off your chest. And I, it felt good for me. I hope it felt as good for the people who listened and called and participated <laughs> yeah. in various ways. Yeah. Ventline, man. Twins Ventline. That poor guy. Game one, game two were hopping,
3: too. <laughs> He's so down. pretty I mean,
2: downtrodden. It's okay. Yeah. By the way, he, We're uh, used to he, that here.
3: he definitely, definitely misinterpreted Collar's tweet. Yes, when Collar tweeted, I, uh, uh, yeah. "You hate to see it." Collar was 100 percent talking about Miguel Sano going 0 for 12 with like eight strikeouts.
1: So. Yeah, he
3: was um, shockingly,
1: <laughs> shockingly relished Tap dancing the fact that Miguel Sano, Miguel Sano
3: had a terrible playoff. So, anyhow, Jonathan Harrison leads us through cram session every Tuesday, where he throws out three questions and then he scores us based on
0: whatever criteria he wants. Judge is not happy after what happened last night, so question three is a bit spiteful, mainly towards one person on on the panel mm-hmm. today. But we'll we'll get by that. Mm-hmm. We'll start off with a pie chart of blame. I know one of your guys' favorite things. Who's to blame for getting swept by the Yankees? We'll keep it simple.
3: Ooh, um, okay. Who and <laughs> what are going to be my? Okay. I'm going to go four pieces of pie here. Okay. Sounds good to me. 25% Byron Buxton's injury. Because your pitching's terrible and your outfield defense is terrible and your lineup just lacks that extra layer of speed and a guy who can go first to third yeah, and Jake like Jake I don't know what you're talking oh about. Oh my god. Don't get me started. Don't
1: dive. Not again.
3: Jake. Cave.
2: Like like <laughs> off the bat. He's like, "Yep, I'm going to be the hero on this play." I mean, he dove almost right off the bat. He dove so early for that thing. It was ridiculous. Ball hit, he dives. Yeah, <laughs> ball, you're not ball wrong. Rolls by him. Yeah.
3: Um, Twenty. I'm going to say 25 percent front office for not landing a starting pitcher of some kind at the deadline. And I know that they thought, well, Michael Pineda. Like the, the Michael Pineda thing is the other 25 percent because uh, you can't get popped for a suspension in that spot. It really, especially after the trade deadline, it just puts the Twins right. in a terrible spot. So 25 percent. Byron Buxton, 25% front office for not getting a pitcher at the deadline, 25% Michael Pineda, and then 25% the Bomba Squad, the greatest, most prolific home-running hitting team in baseball history, going completely without a fuse, apparently, into the ALDS. So 25% on the uh, the Bomba
2: Squad, just not doing their job. All right. I will say um, like 40% the lineup. I said, coming into the series, you're going to win this series with Bombas and bullpen, like Phil just laid out. You they were outscored twenty three to five after those two home runs by Polanco and Cruz in in the first game and the first two innings. Yeah, but those of solo shots are so much fun. You were running. outscored twenty three to five. Come I'm on, putting... don't you
1: remember those were the days, my friend? We thought
2: they'd <laughs> never end. So forty percent is on the lineup because if you hit home runs, this is a much closer series. I want to put like 30% on the bullpen, but then the way Rocco Baldelli handled the bullpen, that's another 20%. Really just Rocco Baldelli in general, the way that he handled the bullpen, the swapping guys in the outfield, starting Randy Dobnek for game two, that's at least 10%, and then the other 10% goes to the front office for not adding a starter at the trade deadline.
1: All right. I interpreted this question to strictly be about the elimination in the playoff series. So I'm not going to include how we got there. I'm going to include from game one to game three. Okay. And so I'm only going to have, in very unzolgadian uh, unzolgadian fashion, three pieces of pie. I'm going to make this very, very easy and very, very quick.
0: These
1: are big pieces of pie. Uh, no, there's just one. Oh. There is one. 90% goes oh, the to the Bomba Squad. You scored seven runs. You hit four solo home runs. The Rock
5: knows how you feel about pie. <laughs>
1: You had 307 home runs in the regular season, the major league <laughs> record. And the next team at 306, the Yankees. And you scored seven runs over three games. Seven runs. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. <laughs> this was a this was a staple of the old. Jonathan must be new to this. Yeah. We used to do this all the time because there, there's also that drop about mmm pie. Any time of the day
0: is a good time for pie.
1: No, that's a great one. All right, so ninety percent goes to the the oh. Twins vaunted bats, which disappeared. And as we said, they were if that happened, they were dead. And sure enough, dead in three. 8%, Rocco. Rocco I would dump on a lot more if this was a close series and his decisions cost them. I think his decisions cost them, but if you don't hit, you're done. But the bullpen structure, Rosario going from left to right for all three games, which didn't blow up in your face with Rosario on right, but it blew up last night with Jake Cave and left and diving, as Phil talked about. Um, the you know, Zach Littell in, in game one. I didn't struggle with that as much as some people did. But Stashek I certainly did in Game 1. I didn't get that. Putting Gibson in down by 3, giving up, that made no sense. Dobnik instead of Rizzi in Game 2 made 0 sense, 8% to Rocco. And then 2% I'm going to put on the bullpen because they do deserve 2% of the blame. But I can't do more than that because I actually deep in my heart feel empathy and pain for guys like Latell and Stashek who were basically abused in this series, not by the Yankees, but in their usage. That game one thing was just sad to watch.
0: Where I agree with kind of all the points you just laid out there, Judd, you didn't give enough blame to Rocco Baldelli. So I'm going to give the point here to Rami Makhlop because he awarded the most points to Rocco. I think the way he handled some of the decisions there was just questionable and I don't understand what he was doing. And him saying he's not frustrated just baffles me too because he should be frustrated after that. So, unless you,
3: unless you choose to not opt into negative emotions.
0: Exactly. In Even which case, then, you still got to be frustrated. You're
1: fine.
3: <laughs> no. Actually, you're not
2: fine. You're just a... Happy loser. Everything's a choice. Wow! Happy loser. Wow! That's what you are. That's, I like That's rock one on way board. to describe achieving inner peace.
5: <laughs>
8: the uh, Maharishi.
2: A happy loser.
0: Question two. <laughs> <laughs> the off season is now rock here for knows. the twins. <laughs> How you feel about that. The off season is now oh. here for the twins. I want the top three moves you have on your whiteboard heading into the winter months.
2: Should I start this
3: one off? All right, go Please ahead. do, yes. Is, is firing someone in yours three? Or <laughs> no, you no, not, no, 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 no,
1: no. In my, let's see, on my notepad here, because I always research this yes. fine segment. <laughs> my number one thing on my whiteboard in my office Signing a starter and trading for, for one, and it's not going to be Garrett Cole because he's going to probably the Angels or Padres, and he's yeah. going to get paid a ton. and so before we start on the whole cheap pull that thing, let's just stop that. It's not going to be Garrett Cole, okay Sorry
3: should, it would actually be just, fun, it'd be fun if Joe Madden managed the Angels and Mike Trout finally got you know some, somebody like Garrett Cole to I would actually, if, if he doesn't go to the Twins, which he's not, the angels would be kind of fun. But the American League will get. Can the
0: Padres just stop buying all these star players who then just go there to have a losing team? (laughs) Yeah, but I don't think they're they're going to next year. The Padres' farm system is loaded right now. It's fine, but they're still never going to do anything. Can I finish? Yeah. Thank you.
1: My second thing, my my second part of answer one is trading for a pitcher as well. Rosario and Sano are both being shopped, and I'm not giving Sano away, but I'm shopping in him. And same thing rosario you know what he's got talent but man i can't he does some weird goofy stuff so if i can turn one of those two into what i consider to be a really quality arm i'm listening i want two starters second thing i'm doing i am retaining as we talked about after we uh, talked to roy odorizzi and romo are my two priority guys romo i absolutely loved i think he is a good pitcher I think clubhouse-wise, he's a goofball, but I think he's a good type of goofball. Uh, Jake is the type of guy who I think you can bring back on a decent deal or a QO, as us baseball folks like to say. <laughs> a little qualifying offer talk there. So I'm trying to retain those two. And then my last thing, and this is this is be going to, to be done possibly through moves, but also in spring training. The one thing that I think that you can shore up, because I'm not going to say, ah, you know what? We're going to start bunting next year, Rocco, or I'm (laughs) not going to. The one thing though, and I'm serious that I think you can shore up internally with what you've got now, your defense. Mm -hmm. That defense was leaky at times. It was dumb at times. They, they made mistakes that if, if they hadn't hit so many home runs and things hadn't gone so well, we would have been like, is there any discipline there at times? I think that you can shore up yourself defensively and I would look to do that. Those are my three things.
3: All right, here's what I would do. Cuz I also He's got took a notes here. blank piece of paper, okay? Right. I'm just going to turn him the right, you know, i I've wrote these down. No, I would trade either Rosario <laughs> or Sano. I don't know if I'm trading both, but I'm going to trade either Rosario or Sano for whatever pitching help I can get cuz I'm looking at those two guys, I'm probably not going to sign either one of them to a long-term multi-year contract extension. I just I don't think, like, Miguel Sono doesn't really have a position long-term, and Eddie Rosario plays corner outfield and disappears for three months at a time, and you got a bunch of corner outfielders ready to rock here in the next couple of years through your pipeline. Some of your best prospects right now, Alex Kirloff, Trevor Larnick, uh, Brent Rooker.
2: Are they ready now? Not right now. Because you're trying to
3: win now. I agree. Not right now. But Alex Kirloff might be up by May next year. He was performing really well at A last year. So I get it's a little bit of a leap of faith. And I'm not saying that you can't sign a one-year left fielder or something in free agency, too. I'm just saying, what are, how do I acquire pitching? That's my first question. And the answer isn't sign Garrett Cole. Although we can have that discussion amongst ourselves the next few months, they're not signing Garrett Cole. So what are their assets that they have? They have money, but not as much money as other teams have. And they have prospects, and they have players like Eddie Rosario, Miguel Sano, that could bring back something. So I'm, I'm shopping am shopping. One of those two guys, Rosario Orsono. The second thing I'm doing is I'm offering Jaco Odorizzi a two-year contract with a third-year option for like $15-plus plus million a year because he's your best starting pitcher right now. Jose Barrios has a lot to learn, especially late in the season, August, September, and uh, in October. Jaco Odorizzi solidified it for me last night. He's been their best starting pitcher for the whole season. Um, he was their big game starting pitcher last night. And if you start to rank all the free agents, he's pretty high on that list right now, too, when you account for age and performance. And then the third thing I'm doing is I'm bringing in an outside free agent pitcher, but I'm probably not going to find, like Garrett Cole is going to get 180 or $250 million or something. I'm actually going to go into the mad bum Keuchel Cole Hamels bin, the guys who are 30-plus years old, and who maybe like people think, oh, they're not what they used to be, but they can still be a playoff rotation caliber starting pitcher, and maybe even with Mad Bum, you might be able to get something out of him that the Giants couldn't, and he's only 30 or 31. So I'm going to the Mad Bum, Keichel, Cole Hamels bin, and Hamels is like 35 or 36. He's going to be a free agent from Rami's Cubs team. Just a guy that can be like your number 3 starter,
2: $15, 20000000 million on a shorter-term deal, and see what happens. Uh, before I answer the question, permission to approach the bench for a clarification. Okay, Honorable Judge Jonathan, can I? There are a few players I want to retain. Can they be all folded into one yeah. move on my list of three? Okay, sure. Odorizzi, Cruz, I'm keeping, and I'm doing everything I can, like Judd said, to keep Sergio Romo in the fold. Cruz is a uh, it's a it's a con, it's a player or a team option, I should say. So that should be easy. I'm willing to spend to keep Odorizzi and Romo in the fold. So that's that's move one, retaining those guys who you have on this team who helped you get as far as you did in 2019. Um, I'm adding a fourth outfielder. Not only am I not trading Eddie Rosario, I'm adding a fourth outfielder with some speed, who is a plan B for if Byron Buxton misses an extended period of time, not Terrence Gore, anybody (laughs) but Terrence Gore, but a fourth outfielder with some speed for when and I'm saying when Byron Buxton gets hurt again. I hope it's not I hope he doesn't miss as much time as this year, but at this point it's when, not if Byron Buxton will get hurt. And he's also an insurance policy for should Eddie Rosario disappear again for two or three months. You kind of have yourself covered there. I can't trade anybody from the current team because I'm trying to win now and I'm not taking leaps of faith that Alex Kirilov will be ready by May or June. You have to start winning out of the gates. We saw what winning out of the gates did for this baseball team. This year they don't win that division if they don't come out hot out of the gates. And then I'm going and I'm signing a top 3 of a top 3 rotation pitcher. It doesn't have to be an ace, it doesn't have to be Garrett Cole. That would be very nice. I'd throw as much money as financially feasible at Garrett Cole if I'm the Minnesota Twins, see if you can convince him to come here, but I'm going out and I'm spending to get a top 3 pitcher in my rotation. Oh, and going back to number 1, Jacob Rodriguez is another guy that I'm retaining. He's on the list of guys I'm trying to retain. Okay.
0: Where I agree with getting better on defense with Judd and Rami. I'm going to give the point here to Phil because he went straight pitching for all three of his answers. I want to see that pitching improved a lot over this offseason if I think they're going to have a chance to beat the Yankees next year in the playoffs. Because it's good. if they get to the playoffs, it's going to be the Yankees because that's who it always is. So question three. Dropping balls behind the pitching.
2: Already counting on losing to the Yankees next year yeah. in the playoffs. Yep. Thanks.
0: Welcome Great. to Thanks, Minnesota Sportsman. Awesome. Uh, now that the Twins are out of the playoffs, the judge went a little bit spiteful here. He lashed out. Can't I want be. you to give me the reason the team I assigned you will win the World Series. Phil, I'm giving you the Rays. Judd, I'm giving you the Nationals. And uh, Rami, you get the Cardinals. Good luck. <laughs> this is so I, did I so
1: want us to start with Rami Makhlouf. Um I Satan. <laughs> what? Satan.
2: It's very powerful. Because he's red, just like the, the Cardinals. The, the Dark Arts, gentlemen. <laughs> the Dark Arts. Are you talking about Beelzebub? Of yes, of <laughs> devil worship, of Satan, of the dark side. That's that's how the Cardinals win this thing. That's how they win this thing through the help of the Dark Lord. Wow, Satan. All right. Yes. Well they all wear red. So once again, that's true. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Yachty has horns under his catcher's helmet. <laughs> Cannot confirm or deny. Just never seen him with either without either a catcher's helmet or a batting helmet, and there may or may not be horns under there. He is a marvelous baseball player. You do know he that, is. right? He's, he's the one most overrated. He's the most overrated player in modern in the modern oh, game because yeah, I think he's a I think
3: he's all of famer. Um, you gave me the Rays. <laughs> not yep. kidding, by the way. The Satan. rays are down. Uh, Was two- my answer clear enough? Satan. <laughs> The Rays are down two games to one to the Astros. So really the only way they win the World Series is if Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole get crippling food poisoning. Crippling food poisoning okay. from Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. They share a meal together. Uh, they get a bad McChicken sandwich or something. It could happen. And they are unable <laughs> if to pitch.
0: they McChicken, they might get food poisoning. Yes. It could happen. Food service in that dome,
1: probably not so oh, good. Oh, no.
3: Yeah, there are some. In
1: that dome, there's probably a kitchen where they're cooking up the food right now for the uh, visiting Astros. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, Mr. Verlander. Here's your uh, sushi. All
3: right, what's yeah, you're the you the Oh, Nationals. Nationals,
1: I'll go quick here. Strasburg, Scherzer, are, uh, yeah, Soto, Uh but this starts with two guys. This starts with Strasburg starts, Scherzer, if things go wrong, comes in. The next game, Scherzer starts, Strasburg comes in. They just pitch him, pitch him, pitch him, pitch him. Their arms fall off eventually, but not before they get to October and win a World Series. So they never use their bullpen? Who cares about that bullpen? <laughs> Have you seen that bullpen? Yes. Yeah, that bullpen. No, no, they don't use their bullpen, and they don't care. And you know what? They make up for for shutting Strasburg down. Was that like six years ago yeah, now? When yeah. When they shut him down, and we're all like, what are you doing? You don't get this chance Our window much. will
0: be open forever. No.
1: Yeah, exactly right. So That's
0: this is this is your running back theory of just run him into the ground, just pitch him into the ground here? Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's okay. a world, Yeah. I'm trying to win a whole
0: series here. I'm not trying to make friends. I'm not trying to extend people's careers. I don't care about humans. Well, we've got a tie on our hands, because I'm giving the point to Judd here. Rami, yeah! you, there was one way you would have gotten the point there and it was actually answer the question. I and did. You, no, no, you didn't. Satan. I'm not giving you the point for that. Be Azel be So I actually don't have a tiebreaker right now, so we give have me a tie. one second and I will get you a tiebreaker. But can we go to shootout?
3: Yeah. What's the cram session shootout equivalent? Um <laughs> The game, the, the game is Hold ending on. in a no contest today. That's what's happening. I win. Um, I'm also <laughs> yeah. That's what
1: happened last time. You awarded yourself the point. <laughs> Let's see here, Tasmanian devil. I'm looking up various words for different words for Satan. Damien? yeah. <laughs> Beelzebub's my favorite, but that's Are you really, really looking good. up a, tr- a, tr- a question yes, right now? I'm a trivia you guys question. A
0: trivia question right now. Give me one. Second. Are we really yeah. doing this? We can talk to Josh Arnold first. Okay, and we can come. You back want to do from, that? Right, Let's yeah. do that, and then
3: I'll tell yeah. you also about uh, the down in front guy. Down in yeah. front guy was in full effect last right. night at uh, Target Field.
0: Join Dan Tarr, Callum Williams, Kindred D.C. Sanab and Jamie Watson and myself on Sunday, October 20th for Minnesota United playoff action as they host the L.A. Galaxy in the first round of the 2019 MLS Cup playoffs live from Allianz Field pregame at 7 p.m. with kickoff at 730 right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com and the free Score North mobile app.
3: All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Real quick. Let's wrap cram session. You have a tiebreaker question. I here. Do.
0: So closest to the pin here. How many points did the Vikings score last year?
3: Wow. Uh who goes first here? Does it matter? Doesn't matter. Okay. Well, they probably want to see here. Let's see if that's twenty one times. <laughs> we need some
7: like game show music here. Hold on. one, three, yeah. I'm gonna say uh three hundred and
3: sixty points. Okay. Three hundred sixty points. Rami, you wanna guess next? Uh not enough points. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. So Rami with the, wow. the with the prices right. Zero there, one point. Yes. Are you saying it was the devil? Was it already out? I thought I was already out. No, you no we're point. all tied. Oh, we're
0: all tied. Yeah, we're all, yeah. oh, that's right. I it's did one. get
2: one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jonathan's been so anti Rommy lately. I'm just so used oh, to being
0: when you trash one of my favorite places on earth. That's going to happen. Oh, we're still mad about the candy He's store. Still mad about all still always. mad about the largest candy
1: store. Ridiculous. He still. I I wondered why he gave you the
2: Cardinals. Oh, I knew.
1: Well, that, no, that been, was the
0: judge lashing out just after the twins there's getting been swept tension again.
2: Tension and friction here for weeks. Yeah, it's really fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> judge, you
1: got an answer? here? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, they scored uh, three fifteen.
0: Well, one of you guys actually got it right on the nose, which I'm really impressed by. Not enough. No, it wasn't. Well, I mean, I mean, at that, the end, that's yeah, a correct
2: answer. Enough. Technically speaking, that's a correct it answer. It was
0: actually Phil Mackey. three hundred sixty points. What? Is what they scored? You exactly. got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No! Shut <laughs> up. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank
3: you, everybody. Hi. I got a great question from Roy early in the show, and I called my shot during the uh, off-mic period. Yep. I yeah,
2: you sure did. Better luck,
3: better luck than I had last night when nice. I was sitting at the Twins game. <laughs> Section Se- what again? Segway. Section 124 last night. Great seats. Great seats. And the crowd was incredible. The crowd was ready to pop. This is kind of down uh, between third base and the left field foul pole. And two things I'm going to tell you just a quick first part of the story and then I want to get to Down in Front Guy. Down in Front Guy was in full force at Target Field last night. <laughs> first home playoff game in almost a decade and Down in Front Guy was everywhere at Target Field last night. But uh I had somebody behind me Somebody was I don't know he had like a like a sleeveless 1987 white twins sweatshirt on, okay. and had kind of shaggy hair and a beard and like a Belichick type of sweatshirt, uh, like full sleeveless. Okay, like he cut the sleeves off oh, at the shoulders. No. Yeah, Bill
2: Belichick's been going almost full Has
3: sleeveless. Okay. I don't know if you've seen him this That's year. It's not a yeah. good look. And uh, and so they were having some fun. They were getting tuned up behind me, and you know it's packed in. And he decides he's gonna go and get one of those twenty four inch boom sticks with it's the it's the two foot hot dog and it's the meat and chili and oh, the cheese and really everything. good. Really good. And so I've got my back turned because 'cause they're behind me obviously, but I hear him and the woman next to him talking and they're you know, there are a couple drinks in, so they're having a good time sure. and they're being loud and so Whatever, it's it's a good uh-huh. time. Yeah. And all of a sudden I hear Oh, but you should, oh, look at your hands. Look at, oh, gross. And I kind of turn back, and sure enough, it's like he put both of his hands oh. in oh, my God. buckets of chili and cheese. And she goes, don't you have a napkin? And he goes, well, they didn't give me a napkin. And she goes, <laughs> well, why didn't you grab one? So now it's like, all right, By this the way, doesn't have a napkin. Are we all guilty of that? I feel like all men are guilty of that, of not
2: grabbing napkins. No, I always over grab napkins. Yes. Always. Whenever I go to, like, a fast food restaurant, you know, you go to the station where you get your ketchup for your fries only. That's the only thing ketchup goes on, fries and burgers. No. But you get your ketchup, you might have to grab some silverware, and there you, you fill up your drink, and there you grab the napkins... Always forget to grab napkins. No, well, every they, time. Well, that happened with this guy. He
3: uh-huh. used to
0: not grab napkins, and then my wife got me into grabbing like a whole handful. You should okay, always yeah. grab napkins. Well, yeah. Again,
3: this person should take <laughs> notes. Okay, Do okay all so our
2: significant okay. others grab way too many napkins and store yes, them in their vehicle. So. Okay, Just and Megan it's very trip. true. Stores them okay. in a vehicle. Yep. Mine
3: doesn't. Well,
2: again, but anyway. Okay, this guy so this guy's got, guys. got
1: his, this guy's got his hands
3: full of this. So I have my back turned again because he's behind me. Uh. And all of a sudden, I feel something hit the back of my head. No, 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 no. No. (laughs) And you know how if you, if you, and I couldn't tell that someone bumped me, what was it, right? And so usually if that happens, if you bump someone or you drop something on someone, you immediately apologize or whatever, right? Sure. Well, I waited five seconds and he didn't say anything. So I, I, I take my hat off and I slowly turn around and sure enough. A massive glob of hot dog oh. chili and cheese oh, on the back God. of my hat and head. How? And I turn around and he's got this paralyzed look. Like he, <laughs> he felt bad, but he wasn't going to say anything until I turned around and I was like He was hoping you didn't notice. Correct. Yeah. 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 And I was like, dude. And I don't I'm really level headed and I, I don't I don't make a scene about things. But I just lost it on this guy. I turn around and I was like, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I said, are you serious right now? And, wow. and someone reaches what? over and hands me a napkin and I grab it and I said, don't give it to me, give it to this guy. I said, life isn't as hard as you're making it right now. Why, <laughs> wow. do, you know? why do you not have a napkin? Oh, you're going all in <laughs> on him. You <laughs> that guy dead. Like, dude, like, he like flung his hand. It's like, it's like he shook is his hand. Ha- but it came off his hand. Why
2: is there a chunk of hot dog on his hand? I understand <laughs> so having gross, chili dude. and cheese on your hand. But, so
3: gross.
1: But How do you have just a chunk of hot why dog? Why would you get a boomstick with? That out napkins though that's the first yeah, question he ate it
3: alone okay and ate the whole thing too by the way which I mean, is impressive i commend and, him for and that and to his credit he did feel terrible he went up washed his hands and bought me a beer and uh we, we yeah it was but good but still, still like, super gross so you so wait 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 super gross so this, after is, right after after said this to him, is right after the twins missed on the bases loaded nobody oh out to. man like, so you, you
2: were hot already yeah. so yeah
1: following your life isn't as hard as you're making it
3: right now speech to him did you say anything else after that uh, no, that was I felt I felt pretty bad after saying that. That's kind of a go-to line for me. Like when I, it, instead of road raging, I'm always the like, hey, "Life's not as hard as you're making it right now." Just like put your blinker on. Okay,
2: was so, it the hat you're wearing right now? Is it your yeah, North it was, hat? Yeah, is I is washed it. Off. No, a oh, little, okay. you can still see a little bit of a stain. Wow.
3: it's white mashed back here, but <laughs> that's not where fun in the stadium ended last night. And I know I tweeted this out last night, and a lot of people experienced the same thing. So, you, Judge, you were at Yankee Stadium last weekend. Yeah. And Yankee Stadium, it's not the old Yankee Stadium, but they, like people are standing and they're chanting and they're trying to get into the heads of twins hitters and outfielders and pitchers. They're chanting Uber driver at Randy Dobnack. They're right? not worried about what fans around them are doing. They're worried no. about the players. Right. And they're all engaged yes. in, in that sort of mindset, right? Yes. So, last night, it's the eighth inning. A two run game in the eighth inning, mind you, the first playoff game at Target Field in almost a full decade. And the man in front of me, older gentleman, is kind of leaning. He's kinda of, you know, he's kind of trying to see around there's a there's like a fifteen year old teenage kid in front of him to the right, standing and watching the close action. And like there's sporadic people standing up, and I'd say every time there's two strikes or two outs or something, people stand up and it's fun and And then they sit back down. Well, the kid stands up. And he's standing up for, I don't know, like a full batter. But again, it's a close game. It's the eighth inning. Place is rocking. Totally fair. And then I can tell this guy, he's like bitching about it to his friend to his right. And like, I can't see.
2: This is ridiculous.
3: I can't see. So he leans forward. And he doesn't tap the kid. He taps the kid's dad who's sitting to his left. And he says, hey, could you please tell your kid to sit down? Oh, no. I can't see the game. And I'm sitting there with one of our bosses, by the way. I was sitting there with Dan last night. And we both look at each other and I'm like, this is amazing right now. This is amazing. And and so the dad turns around and he gives kind of a like whatever, you know, go bleep yourself. Well, later in the inning, everybody is standing up. Later in the inning, everyone's standing up and the twins put someone on base. And dad turns around to the guy who initially asked him, could you please tell your kid to sit down? And he goes, should we, should we sit down? I don't know. I'm, you tell me. You, you're the guy who makes up all the rules. When can we stand? When can we sit? Everyone's standing right now. Should we all sit down? Wow. That's the problem. Wow. Yeah. Well, it Well, <laughs> exactly.
8: So the, the next
3: inning, the, here's, how the, here's where the chess match gets Kudos gets to that man. Kudos. Yes. And, and here's where he becomes Bobby Fisher, chess master, dad of the 15-year-old kid, okay? So the next half inning, and I can't remember if it was, I think it was like top of the ninth in the Yankees. This is before Maven's home run. And everybody's sitting down at this point because it's top of the ninth. Twins are down to the last three. And uh, the Yankees are at bat. And dad and kid are the only two standing in the whole section. And they're standing on purpose specifically to block the view of the it. guy that tapped them. I love it. And it couldn't have been more amazing. I love it. And so well, I, I did hate the guy say anything at this point? Or did he, did he, he just, just give sat up? There. He just sat there. Yeah, and he just, just stewing, right? Oh. And so I hate, and I, I think Rami and I are in the same boat here. I hate telling people how to live their life for the most part. But come on. It's the first playoff game at Target Field in nine or ten years. If you're suffering from some sort of a you know a physical ailment or something, I, and there's people blocking your view, that's one thing, okay. No. But if you're asking people at a rock concert yeah. or at a, a playoff baseball game or a playoff hockey game to sit down, yep, you are the clown. They,
2: okay, they have seating for people with disabilities who can't stand up during the game. Yeah, that's if 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 that's the case. That's where you buy tickets. If you're just somebody who doesn't like to or it's kind of hard for you to stand up, make sure you get tickets in in the front row of your desired section. Other than that, you're showing up at a place where people came to cheer. People came to get excited and cheer something. That's like going to a restaurant and be like, can you guys stop all the cooking? The smell of the food is really (laughs) bothering me. Like, You can't do that. This this isn't your experience. You're one of like 40-something thousand people, the vast majority of who have agreed we're here to cheer on our baseball team that occasionally includes standing
1: up. If it's a a July 1st game or something, and it's the first, and some kid's standing up, I can be like, okay, but this is the playoffs. Everybody should be standing up for most of that game. And the other thing, too, is the seats in that stadium are fantastic, angled towards home plate. So like if you're staring straight ahead and I I think I, I know the section that you were in down the line, correct? Yeah. If you are like, Well, I can't see, what you can't see is the center fielder. Like all you have to do is turn your body if you don't want to stand, and you can see home plate. Yes. So
3: it's not like the Metrodome where it's stunk. It's actually not that hard. But it's a playoff game. Yes. Let's go let's let's take one quick call here. And we'll wrap. will with uh, Wow! I can speak English. Life's not as hard as I'm making it right now. Apparently. <laughs> All right, hold on, Wally. You, I, I saw you sitting uh, a row behind me. You were sitting a couple down from the Boomstick guy. Is this the right? Boomstick guy himself? We so have a confirm. Of, we have a confirmation of the Boomstick story. Judd and
7: Phil. I. It's funny that I, I just flipped the radio on and I heard this discussion. I'm thinking. Well, God, that was the guy that was sitting next to me. (laughs) The further I realize it, yes, indeed. And the killer about this whole thing is when he first started this nonsense, the women that were sitting between him and myself got up and left. Yeah. Really? They got up and left. They looked at me and they said, So now I'm next to this guy. (laughs) 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 I got to give you credit, Phil. The the guy came back with that beer. And thank God. I thought he went. When he left, I said, I hope he goes and takes a shower. Yeah. When he came back. He did come back with the beer for you. and you had already – I had just handed you a beer, if I you remember. Did, yeah, I was, uh, that was – it was a good night after that. Poll. I was going to say, <laughs> so you were feeling no when Nelson Cruz struck out. No, and you, he handed you the beer, and you you were very, very good about it. I was like – you must have said to him a million times, we're good. Thanks, yeah. we're good. I think you were afraid he was going to order another boomstick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: or, yeah, or that he didn't wash his left hand and he was going to do something untoward. But well,
7: it while he – unbelievable up and down his beard and his face and his hands that's
2: amazing
7: absolutely disgusting i don't know how you go to a ball game and do that but he did that's like thank you for calling that's that's like that episode
2: of seinfeld (laughs) where Costanza goes to the u.s open and the camera's catching him just (laughs) shoveling ice cream into his face
3: oh god (laughs) so anyways if tweet at us or or were you were you a victim he took out the
2: whole boomstick
3: by himself? Yes. He didn't share it with the girlfriend. No. Is the boomstick necessary? It's never necessary. Was, I'm a food guy. Couldn't okay? we cut her?
1: Couldn't we cut it down so so we can't have this type of mishap? Live and let live, man. man. I'm. You
0: know what I'm though? Says the guy who ridicules people for putting ketchup on things.
2: That's a totally different story. <laughs> Just not
1: American.
0: <laughs> totally different. You know what I'm for? I'm all I'm all for
1: making it so that stupid people can't do stupid things. Just a small good, boomstick. Good,
3: good luck with that mission. Just a small <laughs>
1: boomstick. Or a license, perhaps.
3: A boomstick test. If you don't take napkins, you don't get the boomstick. I want to know. People tweet at us at Jay Zolgad, at Phil Mackey, at Rami is tweeting. Were you a victim? Were you at the game last night? Were you a victim of down in front guy? Okay. Don't be a don't be a buzzkill. Let people stand up at games. We're going to wrap with Roycey, who I think actually Roycey might be a down in front guy. We can ask him when he comes on with us next. Uh, TCL. Is the studio sponsor here, and TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. And TCL is where we watched, oh, three brief flashes of Twins playoff games here in this studio. And now we'll watch uh, the rest of October baseball without the Twins on these 55 inch glorious beauties here. Uh, TCL also has the new Alto soundbar, which uh, connects to any TV, but it works best, obviously, with a TCL TV, giving you a full audio and visual experience in your living room or whichever room you want to put these things in. TCL and TCLUSA.com. Stop into any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities and do some comparison shopping for yourself. TCL.
0: Jonathan here with the Score North Download. This download brought to you by the 2020 Minnesota Golf Show you can join Mickey, Judd, and Rami tomorrow night at Stella's Fish Cafe from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. in Minneapolis for a special live podcast recording. Hang out with the guys and our friends from Tullamore do whiskey as they talk playoff baseball, Vikings football, and more. That's tomorrow night from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at Stella's in Minneapolis. And when asked last night, Rocco Baldelli said this about the Twins' bats going quiet in the playoff series.
4: Well, it's... It's baseball, so that can happen. We've had other three-game parts of our seasons where we played three games and, and didn't put very many runs on the board, too. Um, you wish it doesn't happen in the playoffs, but but it did. You know, I, I also thought I thought we did swing the bats pretty good today. I thought we hit more than a handful of balls on the barrel and, and really didn't have anything to show for it. They defended well. I mean, they they made several good quality plays out there in the field that that put them uh, in a place to get through some of these innings. If we find some space, you never know. But that's again, um, that's not there's there's no excuse there i think we were uh you know we were beaten by a team that played better than us these three games
0: bats went quiet everything else did not progress like it should have like they did during the regular season twins fans your thoughts on that twin season that just ended last night due to a yankees sweep in the playoffs once again let us know over at score north on twitter at skr north on twitter that's been your score north download now back to mackie and Jonathan rami
1: thank you sir tcl broadcast studios time to wrap with patrick royce well uh that was sure fun, huh? Three games, and uh, it's much like two thousand. What three, four, nine,
6: and ten? I guess. Well, three and four, you uh, you know, you had a uh, you won the first game, and uh, they had uh, which which year was it when they should have won game two and four? Nathan, uh, oh, four. Gagged. <laughs> yeah. Was it four? Yeah. You know, Joe threw that slider to uh, a rod. I mean, he threw three. He was afraid to throw a pitch to arod when he finally threw one a arod hit the train up there and uh, behind center field and that was uh that was that one. They had a shot that time. Uh, they didn't really have a shot this time. But I got to tell you guys this: I have been a Twins fan since 1961. Not a Twins fan necessarily, but a, certainly a follower. I've never, I've never disappointed. I've, the disappointment level at the end of a baseball season because of what happens in October never compares with the other teams because. To me, every baseball season, all you want them to be is interesting. (laughs) You know, it's 162, it lasts forever, and even 67 when I had fandom, and uh, they had a great team, and they lost those last two at the great race in, uh, you know, against Boston. You look back and say, boy, that was a hell of a year. That was a lot of fun. And I I think you look back at this year, uh, you know, in another 48 hours, the same way. It was a hell of a year. It was good fun. It's 162 games, and and the fact that we could still pay attention after August 1st, or or in in some cases after June 1st, to me is fine. I I don't have any uh, big big painful uh, memories of uh, what what occurred in, here against the Yankees. You uh, uh, you know, I guess maybe since you put more teams in the playoffs and added that round it's 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 a little more post season centric but uh i i don't really feel that way that i i think it's you know baseball seasons are baseball seasons are fun to me as long as uh you know something interesting happens and a whole lot uh, happened that was interesting yeah. this year
3: i think what's been what i've been trying to unpack and these guys have been uh, have been helping me unpack this is Baseball is such a fifty fifty sixty forty sport. The best teams in baseball, the one hundred win teams are ten and six you know if you take the football equivalent record, and the worst teams are six and ten yeah so even in if you 've got the worst team playing the best team, sometimes the worst team takes two out of three because that 's baseball, yep and we 're talking about over the course of. You know, fifteen, sixteen years here, ninety, ninety-five, and one hundred win Twins teams that not have lost just series to the Yankees or got swept once. Haven't won a game in sixteen years, thirteen straight, and it's really hard to process and compute how that's possible. And really, considering uh, the records that they broke here in the last few days, Pat, it's it's there is no comparable in baseball history.
6: There isn't. Well, and I agree with you. I think that is the astounding factor here: the fact that they got eliminated uh, in all these years is not not really uh, you know a dramatic thing, but the fact that they have not uh, managed to uh, somehow win a game is is uh, is certainly uh, uh, odd and beyond odd, that's for sure. But uh, again, it's uh, you know I I think maybe. Maybe strangeness is one of baseball's uh, great appealing factors, too, isn't it? I do get a kick out of this means that it's the economic disparity, uh, baseball's got to have a salary cap, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't know how are the Rays doing today? Uh, were they? I haven't looked yet. They have? Are they playing yet? They play later, right? I think
2: they play later. The A's, yeah. the A's do all right too without spending a ton of money.
6: Yeah, yeah they are, I mean, I don't. Do you think that Mil, you're, you know, Milwaukee? Do they feel bad? You know, they had an ungodly great run.
2: Oh, there's bitching about the salary cap or lack thereof there too as well.
6: Yeah, but I mean, you, you know, but I'm just saying. Their their perspective on the season is boy what a run isn't it I mean uh, that that would be my guess I mean what you know you lose the ball games you know now these guys uh, I don't know it's the fact that they didn't have a chance to win any of the three games is kind of actually unique in uh, in uh, most of the uh, the sweeps that they've suffered here they had a chance to win a ball game I would say that. The most pathetic performance this team has ever put up was the three-game series they lost to Oakland in 06. <clears throat> but then again, they had Booth Bonser pitching their second game that year, and uh, they had Randy Domnick pitching their second game this year. So they're per- fairly comparable, I'd say. Yeah.
1: So, Pat, what if it's up to you on Odorizzi, do you... Do you bring him back on a multi-year deal, or
6: do you not bring him back? Oh God, yes, you bring him back. What the hell are you going to do? Yeah, you need, you know, you bring him back. You got two. <laughs> you need, you need four and a half at least. So yeah, they have no choice. I would guess three years, fifty, right? You know, he's not going to get more than that. I, but I, I bring him back. Hell yes, I think he's competitive. He showed us that he's a much better pitcher. Then, uh we saw last season. He was talking about it after the game that he just, you know, felt like that he he did enough things this year, eliminated enough things that uh, we we saw the re- we saw the real him this year. And you know, I'll take that guy in modern baseball, won't you? The way he pitched this year, that was good. Yeah, he yeah. great
8: last night. Absolutely, man.
6: yeah. I think, even like, they could, I think they could push him a little harder, too, uh, myself. I uh, Now, he's a guy I'd give that sixth day to any time I had the opportunity because he always throws better when he's got fresh. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, a lot of times he gets hooked after five and a third just because that's the way they do business. You know, I would push him a little. I would push him. You know, yesterday you could have gotten, you might have gotten seven out of him if you wanted to. So. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, Pat. We'll see. We've already started making lists of pitchers that the Twins should be in on, so we're probably going to be your home for reckless speculation if you want to join in the next few weeks.
6: So, okay well uh they'll uh, they'll try to move somebody and and you know there's certainly not going to be enough free agents on the market that are difference makers for them to get two so yeah. uh, they'll have to they'll have to get uh you got your, you they'll have to get a uh, uh, grade B uh pitcher in here and then they'll have to uh to trade for somebody so Yep.
3: All right Pat, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye. See ya. It's uh, uh wrapping with Roycehin by the way just to answer the question Rays and Astros right here on Score North in about five minutes, actually. Very nice. On the other side of this. We'll see if, Pitching if match-up Justin Verlander can close out that series. Who's going for the uh, vaunted race? Diego Castillo in a bullpen game. I'm it's take, a bullpen game for the race. I'm taking Houston. Yeah, I'm I am going too. way out in the limb I'm taking Houston. That's a ballsy yeah, Houston's a minus 230. Heavy, heavy favorite in a postseason game. I'm putting the house on it. Uh, Mackie and Jebin Rami, podcast available on Apple, Spotify, wow. or the score of mobile app. Like Please give us a five star review. It validates our existence. Baseball next. It was really <laughs> yeah. quite pleasurable.